0: Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, the podcast Rooted in Retail by Crystal Vilkaitis. Rooted in Retail is dedicated to helping you, the independent retailer, thrive in an ever-changing retail landscape. Crystal has incredible guests on every week with years of experience in and around retail. She's inventive, creative, inspiring, and honestly a fantastic interviewer. From marketing to mindset, from merchandise to money, from sales to leadership, they cover it all. It is a great podcast for small businesses and independent retailers to listen to. You get to hear from voices all around the industry. Crystal will also be hosting her annual EVOLVE Marketing and Social Media Conference in Denver in April 2024. The super early bird pricing that I've talked about in previous podcasts has closed, but there's still early bird pricing. It's a really great deal for tickets. I attended this conference last year and will again in this upcoming year, and Crystal has started to unveil her speakers, and it is a star-studded list you will want to learn from these people. Last year, I took away a notebook full of information and that I've been implementing to help improve Heart on Main Street and our presence, so I recommend that you sign up. You can use the link in our show notes to register for the conference rooted in retail and crystal media they are rooting for your success now on to our show welcome to main street matters by hard on main street the podcast is dedicated to helping the independent retail community by sharing their stories and providing tips on how to grow your business and thrive within your local community i am your host patrick Kaiser. Now, I know, I know, I promised that this episode would get out on time and on schedule on Thursday, but honestly, that was just ambitious. It's Friday and all things considered, that's not too bad to release one day late. Currently I am at the Dallas Total Home and Gift Show, which has been amazing so far. I personally love the Dallas Market Center, not because I feel like I grew up in this building, but it's really a great place for a show. I've spoke a little bit about my personal background on this show, but in, in many ways, I've probably shied away from the whole story and the venture into leading Heart on Main Street. But I really did grow up at the Dallas Market Center. For 10 years, I lived in Fort Worth, Texas and spent my summers and winters setting up showrooms and then working the gift shows here. This was all while I was in college, and then my first job out of college as a teacher. The timing really lined up perfectly that my breaks coincided with the needed times in the showrooms. So I painted walls, I set up displays, and during shows I manned computers, entering customer information. There were brief periods where I was out on the floor and I sold within showrooms, but then I was often told my talents were best used at the computers. I'm not sure what was meant by that. As I got out of teaching and into training in the wholesale industry, Dallas was still my home base. Even after I moved away from Fort Worth and back to Chicago, I would frequently come to the Dallas Market Center for trainings and to be at shows. I really do see Dallas Market Center as kind of a home away from home. I really like America's Mart in Atlanta as well, and it's a fantastic show there. But gun to head, I prefer Dallas. I love the building, with its big atrium and its natural light. I love the atmosphere. To me, it's just home. While here in Dallas, I've been meeting with wholesale companies about creating relationships with Heart on Main Street and how we can really position this nonprofit as a connection point for all companies within the wholesale industry so everyone can really contribute and have something to bond over in order to help out independent retailers. We all want to see the success of independent retailers. We all want to have businesses grow, and Hard On Main Street can be that conduit for companies who naturally and normally would be playing in their own sandbox for them to come together for a common good of seeing the independent retailers that they rely on grow and thrive. It's also been a great opportunity to get in front of others in the retail services arena, like Crystal Vilkaitis of Crystal Media and Ashley Alderson of the Boutique Hub and Michelle Sherrier who does visual merchandising, but also runs the Retail Horror Podcast. First, if you aren't any listener of these podcasts, they are amazing. I know rule number one, no free ads, but they are fantastic. And as a retailer, you really should be listening to them. I feel like I'm in the presence of giants when talking to them and dreaming out a future. Like, how does little old me be amongst these people and in, in planning meetings with them and talking about strategies with them? It's absolutely beyond me. Two years ago, this would've been unfathomable. I would've been watching their growth from the sidelines and cheering them on, but never dreamed of want them wanting to know my thoughts too. So we're planning some big things and there's a lot of work to be done, but we're really excited about the things to come in 2024. I'm going to stop short of saying that you know if I can do this, you can too, and all you need is an idea and a, of a dream and a, and a drive because, well, I've had a lot of help in creating Heart on Main Street this past year. I am a, in a very fortunate position that I pitched this to a company that I worked for, and they not only encouraged me to pursue it, but have also funded the endeavor. Hard on Main Street would not exist if it were not for the company One Coast believing in doing something larger than itself and wanting to see the success of independent retailers and having a culture where I could approach the executive team and pitch an idea with confidence that they would be open and receptive to it. And Hard on Main Street we had an incredibly successful first year in operation. We held 13 webinars that almost 700 retailers attended. If you haven't attended or registered for one of our webinars, we have some really great content and some topics that all retailers can benefit from. I strongly encourage you to register for one of our webinars and learn from some of the biggest names that are working with retailers. They're all free and can be registered for through heartonmainstreet.org. I'm going to throw my teacher hat on for a minute and say that no matter how long you've been in business, there are always things that you can learn. Retail is constantly evolving and there are new ideas for independent retailers being developed daily. I honestly I hate to say hate it, but I do when I interact with a retailer and they tell me that though they've been in business for let's say 30 years and that oh, I should be conducting the webinar instead of attending one and learning from you all. Like nothing that we talk about would be of value to them. Like I get it, to be in business for that long, you've done a lot of things right, but you've probably also been doing some things that entire time that are maybe no longer beneficial to your business, but you don't recognize that because they're blind to their own success. And sorry, this is my little mini rant, but this actually is my soapbox and I'm allowed to stand on it. And as a retailer, you should always be learning. You always need to be learning. Evolution is critical, and you either evolve or die. I've gotten far away from where I started about the successes of the first year of Hard on Main Street, but I'm gonna clunkily shoehorn my way back towards that. We provided five retailers with financial assistance after their retail store was impacted by natural disasters. We were able to give away $60,000 in financial support and credits for the retailer so that when they do open their store, they're able to buy product again. So we worked with about nine different companies to be able to provide these that they can open their store with product and not have that as a financial burden. This was so impactful for retailers. The stories they told me on how this provided them with the extra shot in the arm to continue with their store is truly inspiring. And we want to be able to do more things like this and help out impacted areas. What is also really special is that so much of this came from you all. We put out calls to help a retailer in $10, $20 at a time, money came in. You don't really know the impact a single donation can make. You might think, well, I'm donating $10, but enough people doing that, that really adds up. So thank you so much. This podcast was a success. When I started this, I felt like I might be screaming into the void, and early on I was, but slowly things started to catch on. I still pale in comparisons to icons like Crystal and Ashley and Michelle, but you all have given me the inspiration to keep working at this. I have my consistent listeners, so I am so thankful for you all, and people reach out to me. I truly appreciate you so, so much. In this upcoming year, we're gonna try and do more interviews, bring more uh, great topics for you so that you can learn how to grow your business. And our Main Street Monday series has really been successful as well. Believe it or not, this episode will cover one of the Main Street Monday towns that I visited. This is just the longest introduction to an episode ever. But I visited 25 communities in 20 in 2023, and we featured over 150 retailers through our social media. I learned so many things about retail, about community, about needs of retailers, even local gossip that was just freely given to me by just talking with people, which is interesting and fun. I have loved each and every town that I visited because every town offers its own unique aspects and flavors to make them special. I've become fascinated by what towns are doing or not doing to help independent retail succeed. In the future, I want to compile my learnings into either a book or a presentation so I can talk to areas about what they can do to make sure that their main streets are successful and thriving. One day. So let's get into our show. It's probably a full 15 minutes since I started recording, but as always, a couple announcements before we dive in. Our merch shop is live on our website. Uh, it's been great seeing some orders already being placed, so thank you so much to those who have done that already. If you have not heard about our merch shop, uh, you can go to heartonmainstreet.org. shop You can buy t-shirts and water bottles, hoodies, tote bags, phone cases to show your support of local businesses and the Main Street movement. We were giving out some t shirts at the Dallas Market Center, um, a shop local t shirt. It was really popular. People were wanting them. Uh, So, you know, you can go and buy them on our website as well. The money generated from those goes towards our mission to help Main Street retailers thrive and we'll give money to areas that are impacted by natural disasters. Eventually, one day we'll have some money to do a grant program so those of you that want to reinvest back in your business but need a little bit of help to do those things, we'll have some money that you can do that. So it's a fantastic cause, I really encourage you all, um, you know, buy some merch. If you'd like to uh, support our organization in other ways, you can register for one of our webinars. We always appreciate your support in attending those. Every month we bring you educational content for free with experts in their field. Last year we talked about social media skills, event planning, visual merchandising, customer experience strategies, holiday window decorating, price setting, live selling, so many different things. Job posting, interviewing, our next webinar is going to be January 24th with the editor of Gift Beat, Erica Kirkland. We're going to be talking about new trends in 2024. So uh, she and I are going to be attending the these trade shows. I'm in Dallas. I'll also be in Atlanta next week. She will be in Atlanta. So if you're coming to either of those, please come find me. Uh, we're going to be scouting out trends and asking retailers what trends they're seeing or what they're interested in. I'd love to do an interview with you and see what you're finding and what what's really appealing to you in 2024. So we'll be hanging out all throughout in Dallas and Atlanta. Um, you can come find us. I'd love to, to hear your thoughts for this upcoming year. Now, getting into our content. In today's episode, we are visiting Libertyville, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, so relatively close to where I live. This was actually one town that, when I was doing kind of my scouting about hard on Main Street and going out to different towns, I visited Libertyville. Uh, It has a great downtown area, a good historic downtown. It is part of the Main Street America organization, so decided to go there, and we took some photos, kind of for stock images, stuff for our website, so this was a town that I kind of knew, but now after a year, and actually it was probably more like 15-16 months, I had kind of a different lens going into the town and what I was looking for. So we went to meet with retailers and learn their stories and showcase this beautiful main street. When I visited Libertyville, it was decked out for the holidays. Streetlights were decorated with garland and wreaths. There was a nativity scene in the local park. Uh, All the windows were decorated up and down Main Street. Independent retail was plentiful in Libertyville with gift stores and home decor stores, shoe stores, fashion boutiques, kitchen supply stores, all spread throughout. And one thing why I, that i noticed while i was in the town was really the retailers willingness to go above and beyond to create great experiences for their customers one of the first stores that really catches your eye as you enter into the main street downtown area is libertyville's Petranix pharmacy Petranix has been a staple in the town of libertyville for almost as long as the city has existed the pharmacy just celebrated its 150th anniversary last year. So that is incredible they are now 151 going on to 152 years in business. It's one of the longest businesses that I've seen in my tours. There was one that I believe opened up in the 1860s. Um, this is not far behind that. And it's still a favorite shopping location for people. It's more than just a pharmacy, it's a gift store. It has lots of different other things within there. But when I was in there, people were shopping. I was talking to people. They said, this is my favorite place to go for for gift items. In its window they have proudly displayed old medicine bottles and pharmaceutical equipment newspaper clippings from when they first opened so it's this really cool historical time capsule that you get to see about the store going back 150 years and what was medicine like then inside you can find the original counters and cabinets however the toys and gifts now reside in areas that were labeled for such things as like pipes and tobacco and perfume and cologne and cameras. These were all listed along the, the walls. They had different segments for in the, the display cabinets. All of them were listed. It was a kind of fun looking back at what was sold in these areas before and now it's toys and gifts and they filled it up with different things but you think of just having a whole area for pipes uh, in a pharmacy was was kind of cool and like this little weird uh, juxtaposition there it is still a working pharmacy But this store has brought in a lot of other things to really appeal to a broader audience. And because of the longevity that it has within the town, it has a significant presence and reputation within the community. When I visited, they had a whole section that was dedicated specifically to a children's holiday shop where children from ages four to 10 can come in and pick out things for their family members, free or for a very little cost. Something that they could go and really kind of take ownership of Christmas and gift giving. It had a strict no grown-ups allowed policy. Um, so despite my efforts to get in and kind of take a look at this, I was denied admittance, which honestly I kind of loved. I thought it was great that it was a, a pretty strict no no adults allowed. Um, and it was specifically for children four to ten years old. It was right in the front of their store It was a really amazing thing and a great experience for children to be able to go in and look at this and have their own shopping experience when uh you know they can't they don't have money to be able to afford these things as i continued my tour of downtown libertyville i came to the store blue violet which is a women's clothing boutique Um, really great story from the owner that she is originally from hawaii uh, did nursing school in in the states and in the chicago area but owned a couple stores out in hawaii and grew them and they were successful and someone wanted to buy them from her so she did she had always liked the chicago area and so after she was able to sell her stores she moved to the Chicago area, moved to downtown Libertyville, and now for three years has had Blue Violet. And it brings in lots of different customization concepts for its customers. While shopping, you can design jewelry pieces that that can be engraved while in store, which is really cool. They had a um, machine that would do that for you while you're waiting. You, they had a hat bar where you can customize hats with patches and charms and chains and pins. Blue Violet also takes a particular note of the brands that they carry and they really focus on a mission of giving back. This started for the owner of the, the store in Hawaii that they really focused on cleaning up the beaches and had a big mission to not only be a a part of the community, but really to enrich the community and make it better. Now with Blue Violet, she picks out lines that really give back and have charitable endeavors. They highlighted a few of the different brands that they carry, Project Social Tea, Diff, and Bitch Sticks, which all give back to communities in different ways. With Diff, it's a buy one, donate one. So if you buy these sunglasses, they donate glasses to people that need glasses but cannot afford them. Project Social Tea works with several different uh, charities to be able to help them grow their organizations and bitch six works with people that have been impacted by domestic violence and helps out domestic violence shelters so these brands she's very particular about and wanting things that are larger and have a bigger goal in mind which again is so important and makes it a great customer experience not only from her customization aspect but has this goal of creating a better community and creating things for people in need and making sure that they're taken care of libertyville also features an interior design and home decor store called maison chic which was started in 2017 um, by an interior designer named maria franco as you might imagine with someone that has an interior design background the store was impeccable the the displays were amazing For it being the holiday season, everything was in place. Everything looked gorgeous. Maria uses a variety of heights and textures across her custom-built shelving and tables to create really eye-catching displays around the store. She said her concept involves bringing in products and pieces together in ways that customers can imagine these things in their homes. Maria works really hard to create a great experience for her retailers. Starting during the pandemic, Maison Chic offered custom gift boxes. So people weren't coming into the store, but obviously she needed to be able to sell products. She would put together these gift boxes where you can either select a popular type of box, or now you can come to the store and pick out the type of products that you'd like to be included in this. And she'll do her own custom um, curating to be able to to give this to you. You don't often hear of retailers doing their own, basically subscription boxes, um, products within their store, popular items, bringing these together and creating gifts for people. Again, it started during the pandemic when people couldn't come into the store, but it's become a really popular thing that people love and being able to have that surprise element every month having a new gift box come to them new interior home decor elements that again have been curated in our popular items that things that she knows will go well she's created a great relationship with these customers and knows what they like knows what their houses look like and what would work well in them She's also uh, uh, partnered with a candle producer to create and sell her own custom candle line with exclusive fragrances. So you walk into her store and it just has this aroma that is enticing. And if you're looking for where is it coming from? What is that smell? She has her own custom fragrances and exclusive fragrances with this candle producer. The last store I'll talk about in Libertyville was the Booterie Boutique. Uh, It's a shoe store, but it also has clothing and apparel items for men and women, which I've said it several times, but men's clothing is always left behind. Men don't shop well, so often stores really don't focus on men's clothing, but areas that do have a good men's section can do really well with that. You can really build a good consistent customer experience and um, customers within the, the men's category. But this is a store that does extraordinarily well with shoes and boots and all sorts of footwear. While I was there, they had just got a new shipment of Uggs, obviously a very popular brand. The entire time that I was going around, they were making phone calls, they were telling people, your shoes are in, these are here, we'll have them, we'll hold them for the rest of the day. But these are a popular item. If you're not here, we have to get them out on the floor. So it was a really fun experience that there it was just a constant one call after another the sales associates they were they were blowing up phone lines it was fun to watch them go about this this is a store that's really been in place in in Libertyville for 20 years uh they've had a great business they actually have a second location as well but the store in Libertyville is a mainstay within the downtown and it seemed like everywhere that I went in Libertyville the stores wanted to make sure that their customers felt special and taken care of. Whether it was stores that were creating customer experiences just for children, or calling them to tell them that their desired product was in stock, allowing customers create their own custom products, or designing special gifts just for them, each store went above and beyond to create that great customer experience. And because of this, it was easy to see why retail in Libertyville is thriving and doing well. Why this is a premier downtown area. Now, we've gone on to visit more towns for our Main Street Monday events, and I'm excited to talk to you about those. Actually, we are rapidly catching up to really doing this in real time and talking about them on a week-to-week basis. Our next week, we will be talking about my visit to Baraboo, Wisconsin, which was an incredibly whimsical, creative town. I will talk to you all about that next week. Uh, until then, if you would like your town to be featured on the Main Street Monday, send us an email at contact at heartonmainstreet.org. Um, follow along on Instagram so you can see the next town that we visit. Our Instagram handle is at heartonmainstreet, all one word. Um, and again, I would love to see where you live. So if you would like your town to be featured on the Main Street Monday, please reach out and let us know. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. This episode was written, produced, researched, and edited by me, Patrick Kaiser. If you'd like to find out more about our organization, you can visit heartonmainstreet.org or follow us on any of our social media channels. Take care.